This is the Funville Nine, driven by AAA, the official podcast of the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Here's your host, Trey Wilson. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of our Debut Stories series. In the months leading into the 2023 season, I got a chance to catch up with some of the former Richmond Flying Squirrels players who made their major league debuts in 2022. Uh, We've had some of our past chats here on the podcast with Cole Waits, uh, Michael Plasmeyer, Sean Jelly, and Elliot Ramos, uh, some of the former Richmond players who climbed to the big leagues for the first time last year. And today we have another one of those conversations. This one is with pitcher Caleb Killian, who had a really good 2021 season with the Flying Squirrels before he was traded at the deadline that year to the Chicago Cubs. He was part of the deal that sent Chris Bryant to the Giants for the rest of that season. And then Killian opened up 2022 with the Iowa Cubs, Chicago's AAA team. And then last June, he got called up to the majors to make his debut for the Cubs, June 4th, 2022 at Wrigley Field against the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Killy and I talked about his debut and the days surrounding it. Uh, We also went back and talked about his time growing up in Texas, uh, heading off to Texas Tech and getting a chance to pitch in the College World Series with the Red Raiders. Uh, we talked about his time with the Richmond Flying Squirrels. It was brief, but it was very strong. And uh, we also talked about the trade that sent him to the Cubs back in 2021. Here's our debut stories conversation with former Flying Squirrels pitcher Caleb Killian. We welcome in former Flying Squirrels pitcher Caleb Killian. And uh, it's good to see you. How's everything been going? It's been a little while since we, uh, since we got a chance to catch up. It's been good. Yeah, it has been a while. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, glad to glad to have you. We want to talk a little bit about your journey that helped get you to the big leagues, made your debut this past year. Uh, talk a little bit about your time with the Squirrels, too. But before we get there, let's go way back, uh, way back to the beginning. You were born in Anaheim, but you grew up in Texas. So you're a Texas guy. You consider yourself a Texas guy, right? When did you move to Texas? Yes. Yeah, I wasn't even one yet. Uh, when I moved to Texas. So, I mean, I have family in California. I go there quite a bit, but I was raised in Texas. I, I consider myself a Texan. Did you? So you weren't like an Angels fan then, right? <laughs> you know, I kind of was. I was kind of like an Angels and Rangers fan. I know you can't really do that, but I mean, I kind of grew up in both places. Did, did you have a favorite pitcher or player from either one of those teams when you were a kid? Uh, I think Jared Weaver was pitching for the Angels when I was watching it, when I was kind of a fan. And... Um, Shoot, I'm blanking right now. Guy that had uh, rosin on his hat all the time. The same Cliff Lee. Cliff Lee, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a good era for both those teams. Probably when you were first, when you were probably old enough to start really watching baseball. The Angels going to the World Series. The Rangers going to the World Series uh, a few years after that. So good era. For, you picked two good uh, bandwagons to hop on there. <laughs> oh yeah, I grew up in the right place at the right time. I was pretty big Rangers fan when they were good. They were going to the World Series like. I think twice when I was in middle school. Well, from from there in Texas, you went from Flower Mound High School, and then you go off to Texas Tech. What was it that led you to playing for the Red Raiders? I did have two cousins that went there, but um, they kind of recruited me to the first team on me. Um, I went and took my official visit and met the coaches. I That's the main reason I committed there is the coaches. I thought they were great, great guys, great people. I thought they'd make me a uh, better pitcher, so – I decided to go there, and I don't regret it at all. Got to go to the World Series, College World Series, uh, twice while I was there and met some some really good guys. Yeah, two great runs your last couple of seasons there, especially 2019, uh, those couple of runs in a row going to the College World Series in Omaha. Everybody says that's such a special experience, getting to go out and pitch in that event or play in that event. Uh, was that the case for you? Oh, yeah. That was 
yeah, that was definitely one of the the coolest times of my life for sure. I enjoyed it. I'll never forget it. Um, yeah, it's a memory that'll stick with me forever. Well, 2018, you almost got pried away from Texas Tech, or maybe there was an opportunity to. The Orioles grabbed you in the 20th round of that draft. Was it a difficult decision to say, I'm going to go back to college for another year, I'm going to take a little bit of a bet on myself and uh, maybe move up in the draft a little bit, uh, got some unfinished business here I want to take care of? Yeah, I mean, I was a sophomore. I was sophomore eligible, so the number wasn't quite there. It didn't didn't really work out. It was like the 20th, 20th round, I believe. So uh, uh, that that just wasn't really my year. I was I was happy to go back, and I don't regret that at all either. That was a good decision because got to go to Omaha again and um, got drafted like the eighth round the year after that. So definitely paid off. The Giants grabbed you eighth round, like you said, twenty nineteen. So your second draft day, but the one that that stuck this time. Uh, where were you for the draft? Where when you found out that the Giants had taken you? Um, probably shagging BP because it happened <laughs> two, two years in a row. The first time I, one of my teammates came up to me, he's like, congrats, man. I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, you were drafted. I was like, oh, really? I didn't even know. It was like, uh, I guess he beat me to it. But then the next year, I believe I had my phone out there <laughs> during the, <laughs> during the draft and shagging. So, uh, I think I just got the call and I was pretty, pretty excited. You get your agent texting you like, it might happen here. It might happen here. So you never really know, but. It was fun. Did you have to hide your phone from the coaches? Kind of, I don't know how it was when you were in school, but I know kids used to hide their phone under the desk in class and stuff when cell phones first became a thing. Were you having to hide your phone and kind of hold it off to the side so people didn't see you out there during BP? Uh, it was it was acceptable that day. I don't usually bring my phone out in uh, during baseball practice, but I would not. I definitely would have my phone out in class. <laughs> well, the Giants. 2019, you get your pro career started. You went down to the complex, pitched very well. Uh, they moved you up to Salem Kaiser there at the end of the year. There's your introduction to professional baseball. 2019, uh, how'd you settle in uh, to that first little bit of of uh, pitching as a professional? Yeah, that was kind of a that was a little different because I'd just gotten back from the College World Series, a long season, and I had like almost 100 innings, I believe, and. They actually, the Giants shut me down the first month I was there. So I was kind of just living in Arizona in like <laughs> when it was like 120 degrees. <laughs> so I got a little taste of the summer in Arizona. That was pretty, that's pretty brutal. And then, uh, yeah, ended up doing pretty well in rookie ball. Got the call up for playoffs. And uh, that was Salem Kaiser. Yeah. And then I only spent like two weeks up there, but it was a, it was a good season. Yeah. I got to do, went to college, went to Arizona, got to kind of, Get bounced around. That's a long year. Uh, starting college baseball season, starting up in February, and then going all the way through the end of the minor league pro season uh, up near September. So, 2019 whirlwind of a year. Then 2020, you really got things rolling. Then all of a sudden, of course, the season gets canceled with the COVID pandemic breaking out. So, what'd you do for that 2020 year to stay sharp without having minor league games and maybe not having some of the resources you thought you might have had going into that year? Yeah, um, I mean, that was unfortunate, but I kind of looked at it as it as an opportunity because I knew it would be harder to, for people to stay on top of their stuff to get their workouts in. Because, I mean, you couldn't even get into a gym at some places. So I kind of looked at it as, as it, of it as an opportunity. And, uh, I mean, I spent the first few months at a Little League baseball field in Colorado, um, throwing into a net, and then – working out like on the bleachers with a sandbag and bands <laughs> just like gritty 
gritty workouts. Um, it kind of did get old because eventually you kind of want to throw with the partner or something. So I, I went back to Lubbock, got to train there in my strength coach's garage, the swole holes, what we called it. <laughs> <laughs> and I had some more buddies there. We ended up getting like a little, we called it the beer league. We've got some guys that play pro ball that, are, that were from tech that went there with me, but we we're playing pro ball. Some guys that were still there. We got like a little team together. It wasn't a team. It was like probably nine guys though. And we would just have like live, live uh, BP and stuff like that. So I got to face some hitters. I got to work on stuff. Eventually things started to open up and I trained at Texas Tech. And uh, I mean, it was, it wasn't, uh, obviously you want to play your real season, but I was able to get a little bit of some games in there. And we also had uh, in November, I think we had like a instructs league or something. So we got to play some teams in Arizona as well. So we get some games in. It wasn't a full season, but it was a good opportunity to kind of not slack off and get better when other people maybe not working that hard. I don't know. Well, whatever you were doing seemed to work because when the 2021 season came around and y'all finally got back on the field for real games, uh, you go to Eugene and you blow right through that. So maybe after missing a year of games, you've kind of get yourself back on track. You're in double A with Richmond uh, pretty quickly, got the bump up. I remember when you first joined the team, we were playing a series in Reading, which is a miserable place to try and pitch. That's a, a Homer Palace. And uh, you had a really strong double A debut and you really kept that rolling all the way through your time in Richmond. So when you look back at your time playing for the Squirrels, joining the Squirrels in 2021, what are some of the things that stand out to you? My first double-A debut, um, having to hit again for the first time in seven years, that was kind of, that's all I remember from that game, really. I remember fouling a ball off. <laughs> <laughs> I think I struck out twice, but it's all right. Do you miss hitting? Do you? Uh, I've asked a lot of guys this. You only got a little taste of it. You didn't get to do as much as some guys, but do you wish you still got a chance to go in there and swing the bat? Uh, I'm kind of in between. I'm not that upset about not having to hit. It makes me uh, makes it a little easier to just focus on the game, uh, like, like like pitching, what I'm good at. <laughs> I wasn't really <laughs> that good of a hitter anyway. I kind of I stopped hitting in high school, like my sophomore year, so. Yeah, I'm not that upset about it. Yeah, well, looking like we were saying before, looking back on your your time in in Richmond, you had a great run here. Part of a fun team, a lot of a lot of good guys. And uh, what what do you recall about aside from the fouling a ball off, getting in the box there? But uh, your your time with the Squirrels, I actually really enjoyed Richmond. I had a good time there. Um, you had really good fans. I remember Fourth of July, and I think the third of July, I pitched the third, I think, and it was just packed, completely packed in there. And the cool fireworks show. I thought uh, I thought they just ran, ran it really well. They did a really good job with the fans, keeping everybody engaged, um, getting people to show up. And I just I really I really liked it there. Well, July thirtieth, twenty twenty one, middle of that season. It's trade deadline day, and that's always an interesting day. A lot of lives kind of change in an instant. And for you on that day, that happened to you, the Giants traded you over to the Cubs, uh, part of the deal for Chris Bryant. How did that whole day go down for you? Yeah, that was a wild day. That was a wild week, actually, kind of a whirlwind. Um, I was about to go throw my bullpen. I had my cleats on. I was literally walking out out of the dugout. And I was like, I'm going to turn around real quick. I checked my phone. It was at 4.01, and I had a missed call from Kyle Haynes. And <laughs> I called him back. He was like, yeah, you've been traded to the Cubs. We'll get more information for you later. And then, like, I couldn't throw my bullpen. 
I couldn't go to the game. I just Ubered home, packed up my apartment, and I was in Tennessee the next day. Yeah, that's it's always it's got to be just such a a big deal to get traded. You know, you you just started to really settle into the organization that you signed with at the draft, and then all of a sudden everything's uprooted. You're on the move, but it's got to be uh, an interesting experience to get traded for a major leaguer. Obviously, that means the the team that you're that you're departing must have had some pretty, you know, there must have been a lot of interest in you and the team that you're going to obviously really wants you because they're giving up a pretty big piece for you. So uh, does, does that, does, does it kind of give you a little bit of maybe some peace when that happens in that moment, knowing that uh, the Cubs must have really wanted me to have me be part of this deal? Yeah. I don't know if I really thought of that <laughs> when I, at the time, <laughs> I didn't really know what to expect. I just kind of, Knew it was a deadline, and I kind of had a good year, so I, didn't, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And then, yeah, it happened. I was also – Canari was part of the trade too. So I tell people I was the second piece of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, a lot of things happened after that. It was really cool. It was a good opportunity for me because I ended up getting invited to the Fall League. I did pretty well there, uh, except for the first start. Pretty That was pretty bad. Um but and then I got to debut this past year, so I think there's. I think it was a blessing. Yeah, let's get to 2022. Uh, the Cubs, your first full season as a member of the Cubs organization, you get to go through their spring and, and into their season. You end up breaking camp in AAA with Iowa and nine really strong starts to open up the year. Great start to start the season, and then in early June, you first call up to the big leagues. Uh, how did you find out that you were going up? Did you have any idea that that was coming? Uh, I was hoping. I was working for it. Um, yeah, trying to do as well as I could so that I could get in that position. But no, I didn't really know. And it happened on my birthday. <laughs> I got the call up. So that was the best birthday present I've ever gotten. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough to top for your your family and friends and everybody down the road. How are they ever gonna get you a good birthday present again? It's like, hey, here's a gift card for some dinner. That's not gonna compare to getting called up to the show. <laughs> no, I don't think anything ever will. Yeah, that was that was a really cool experience. And yeah, I got to go to Wrigley, um, open up uh, my first game there against the Cardinals uh, started raining that night. Like it was just, it was, <laughs> it was like a dream, honestly. Yeah, let's go to that day, June fourth, Wrigley Field against the Cardinals. And every debut is special. I love watching those when you guys get called up, uh, the guys who've come through here, and get to see those first days in the big leagues. Uh, for you, that game was on national television. It's a rivalry game, Wrigley Field, which has its own mystique to it. Uh, did you have any? This is a, this is the dumbest obvious question of all time. But did you have any nerves going into that start? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I try to. I convince myself. I tell myself I'm not nervous. I'm excited. So it kind of changes my mindset a little bit. But yeah, I was definitely shaking a little bit up there. Um, adrenaline was pumping. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's you can't really make it bigger than it is. It's just it's another game you've played so many your whole life. So try to keep it simple. Did you get to spend any time up there around the team? in the days leading into your start or did you just kind of have to come in and go that day yeah that, that was the cool part i got called up like a day before so i got in that night and the next morning we, we had a double header mm -hmm. so i pitched the game two i got to watch swarmer pitch game one and kind of just hang out in the dugout hang out around the guys because i really hadn't met a whole lot of them i didn't go to big league spring training so i kind of got to get a little bit more comfortable there and um i think that helped a lot actually your first pitch, you know, you walk out on the mound, you warm up in the bullpen, you walk out there, and you're facing Tommy Edmond. 
And your first pitch, 93-mile-an-hour fastball, called strike, boom, you're there, big leaguer. Uh, what's going through your mind? How are your nerves at that point? Thank goodness I threw a strike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, after the first pitch, it's, you kind of settle down a little bit. That's like every game ever, though, for me, I think. Um, yeah, you hit the mitt, you kind of calm down, dial it in. and But, yeah, it was uh, – I mean, I try not to think about it while I'm pitching out there, but – yeah, afterwards, I look back, I'm like, that was really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, you, you face Edmund to start things off. You strike him out on three pitches, 96-mile-an-hour fastball, sit down. Up next, you've got uh, Nolan Gorman, struck him out. So two up, two down, a couple of strikeouts. Then you're facing the guy who ended up being the MVP, Paul Goldschmidt. Broken bat, sawed him off, ended that bat's life that he apparently had had a long streak coming into that game with or something like that. Oh, uh, really? I think so. I'm trying to recall. It's been a little while ago now. It's been several months ago, but trying to think about that time. Anyway, Paul Goldschmidt at that point is obviously on fire. He had an MVP year. So you saw him off. One, two, three inning. Welcome to the show. Uh, go back to the dugout, and and you're off to a great start. In fact, ended up retiring nine straight to start the game. How are you feeling at that point? I was feeling really good. Yeah, that fourth ending, I think I got in a little bit of trouble. Um, and I think I went five. The fifth one, I kind of settled back in. But, I mean, that happens. I just got to find a better way to control that, the damage there. Um, but, yeah, it was super exciting. Um, afterwards, got to keep some of the balls. Um, it was cool facing Goldschmidt because, like, the day or the week before I got called up, I guess I did kind of have an idea because my pitching coach in AAA was like, hey, it was RV. Um, he was like, all right, imagine – it was my bullpen. He's like, imagine that you're facing Goldschmidt right here. And he kind of told me how to face him. He's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that right now, actually. But he gave me an idea <laughs> how to pitch. So I kind of faced him two times uh imaginary Goldschmidt and kind of prepared me for uh facing him in real life. And it was kind of cool getting to break his bat. Yeah. I didn't know he had a streak with it though. My bad. I don't even know. I, I don't know if it was that bad. I know that he had been on a long tear. I think he had, had a hitting streak or an on base or strump, something going into that game but uh so yeah solid first major league outing five strong innings a little trouble in the fourth but limited some of that damage uh, they had some guys on that y'all got out and uh you, you got your first uh your first outing under your belt was there any point that day where it really kind of hits you you're looking around and you're going this is the big leagues i'm here this is the this is what i've been dreaming about for 20 years mm-hmm. i mean yeah every day you're there it's kind of like you're treated <laughs> really well i mean it's been something i've it's been a dream of mine since i was probably like four years old yeah so it was uh it was really cool but you just want to stay there and keep keep pitching try to get used to it yeah you got a couple more a couple more games up there last year finished the season in triple a so now you've got your your first couple of tastes of the major leagues uh how's this off season been for you what have you been up to uh just kind of decompressing and, and rolling through your first off season as a guy who's been in the big leagues now. Yeah. I mean, getting a little taste of it makes you want it more once, once uh, makes you want to get right back up there. So um, yeah, I've been working hard training this off season um, out here in Texas, uh, uh, trying to get my body completely healthy, feeling good going into the season. Um, but yeah, right now building up, throwing bullpens and I'll be back in Arizona here in about two weeks getting ready for spring training well it's awesome to get to watch you make that climb and get to make your debut congratulations on that we were all pulling for you uh, we'll be pulling for you going forward as long as you're not facing the giants and, <laughs> uh, 
And uh, we look forward to catching up at some point sometime down the road. Thanks for taking some time to chat today and catch up with, uh, with all the people in Richmond. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on.